We are back with another Black Window Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World. And today's guest is Kevin Perry, an insanely talented stop-motion animator and video wizard from Toronto, Canada. Kevin has animated on several Academy Award-nominated films such as Kubo and The Two Strings, The Box Trolls, and most recently, Missing Link. After building his impact in the film industry, Kevin took the leap to freelance to create for brands like Malibu Rum, Hershey's, and Disney while also building a massive audience for his super entertaining and oddly satisfying videos. He has built a YouTube channel with over half a million subscribers and has over 700,000 followers on his Instagram account. Kevin brings a unique perspective to the podcast and gives us an awesome behind the scenes look into the life of an animator. Some of the things that we talk about are how Kevin decided to start studying Studying stop motion animation as a strategy to stand out in his college program, ultimately making a short film called The Arctic Circle that was chosen as a Vimeo staff pick and kicked off his career. His experience learning from the director of Nightmare Before Christmas, where he was tasked with animating cardboard versions of the storyboard for an entire film. His daily life during his time working at the animated film studio Leica, where he would sometimes complete only six frames in an entire day's work. And his creative process behind many of his viral Instagram videos like his fruit slicing series and the elf on the shelf video this interview is incredibly interesting and i'm excited for you guys to hear it but if this is your first time tuning in the podcast you are probably wondering what the fuck is black with no cream great question black window cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine or at least i take my coffee black window cream but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community we have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content asking for feedback passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth and you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com join we would love to fucking have you please join all right, that's it. Enjoy the work week. Keep creating. Make sure to tune in every single Wednesday and Sunday for a new Black Window Cream podcast episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Black Window Cream. Subscribe to us on YouTube and share this episode out with someone who needs it. If you find it helpful, we appreciate that shit. And without further ado, I bring to you my episode with Kevin Perry in the most epic podcast intro ever created right motherfucking now. Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. Yeah, let's jump into it. This is the, the, the Black Window Cream podcast experience. How does it feel so far? It's great. It's good? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Perry. Um, I want to know, first. my first question right out the gate, what does B stand for? Kevin B. Perry. It, it's my middle name. <sighs> I'm wondering if there's legal reasons why I shouldn't. Uh, yeah, if there, if there <laughs> is. That's a harder flex. My, my middle name is P. Yeah. For legal reasons, I can't tell you. That's hard. Bob. Bob. I like that. <laughs> uh, no, nah, man, you, you are a fantastic... Uh, I mean, creator in general, but like, I think you, you, in your Instagram, you literally just put that you're a stop motion animator and video, video wizard, which is super facts. Yeah. But also overall, there's so much on the back end of that goes into be, doing that. You can be really good at that, but then you have to distribute your content. Yeah. And you're so, so good at distributing your content. You've built like an entire, you know, fan base that is just goes crazy for your content. But also I feel like this is the, the shareable content that, uh, 
brands seem to love. That's why you're working with a lot of them and, and people are just eating it up left and right because it's just relatable. Or it's, it's, what is that? Uh, my girlfriend always says this word. She's like, oh, it feels so uh, um, satisfying to watch. Yeah. <laughs> you make satisfying content. Yeah, I've been leaning into that oddly satisfying uh, genre. Genre? <laughs> it is a genre though, right? Like oh, people, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, but in a nutshell, how would you describe yourself to listeners that may, might not know who you are? Um, yeah, that's pretty good. Stop motion animator and video wizard. Um, yeah, that's the one I came up with. And um, but yeah, I stop motion animator. Animation is my background. Mm. Um, and then I'm just slowly getting to more like visual effects content. Right. I just want to create as much like eye candy as possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's it seems to be working. <laughs> you yeah. you seem to have a high output of eye candy, but it, there's no way that this is like an easy task. Like when I'm reading it, some, some stuff feel like put little BTS like notes in the background yeah. and it'll be like, this took several days to do this 10 second piece yeah. or, or whatever. Like you spend a lot of time when you're creating, right? Oh yeah. What's, what's like the longest time you've ever spent on a project? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I just did that cake slicing one. Yeah. Um, and that was like seven or eight days straight of slicing, slicing cake. cakes one like millimeter at a time seven or eight days for how many hours do you think like just full days like oh 10 12 God. hours yeah. that one really pushed me <laughs> what do you do when you're making these um yeah there's a lot of just focus on what i'm doing um that one was that was a little bit of mindless work so yeah. i put some like tv on or movies on the side right um yeah there's a lot of listening to music and podcasts really What's your, what's your go-to like uh, podcast that you're listening to? Because I feel like when I'm watching this, I'm like, man, that it, it's such a cool... Like for me, when I'm editing, I can't really listen to podcasts because I have to listen to what I'm... Yeah. And that's a bummer. Yeah, it depends on what I'm doing. If it's mindless stuff like that, I can put on things I can focus on. Yeah. Um, I'm really into that Office Ladies podcast. Oh, yeah. I know. I started that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How it's many like, episodes are you in? Uh, maybe like five or six. Yeah. That's yeah, so good. Did um, you watch The Office? Oh, yeah. 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 It's a great show. Yeah. Um, but then there's times where I really need to focus and I'll put on like the same song just over and over. Um, so I kind of like lose track of time right. <laughs> and space. Right. Um, I feel like it takes like an incredible amount of patience, like for you to, yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. Like it's eight days, 12 hour days. Yeah. It's definitely a personality type that gets into stop motion. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to really, really be into that kind of work. It, it, what, like when you go into it just in general, like is your strategy going into creating like a project like that? Like say the, the elf on the shelf video. Like, yep. I love that. Shout out to you for that. That was great. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I want to show my girlfriend's little sister that, but yeah. there's obviously there's a path that the, the character is doing and when they make the dance moves and, and that's like really strategic. Is that to you a mindless one or is that one that's more tedious that you have to focus on where you couldn't listen to a podcast or watch TV or something like the that? The elf one, that was pretty much just copying uh, live action reference of those dances. Oh, really? Because those were all uh, Fortnite dances. Oh, right, right, like right. Popular yeah, yeah. dances, whatever they were. Um, so that one was pretty much just copying um, the movements of the dances. So I didn't really have to focus that much. So is it like... But there, there is, um, for those ones, because you're simplifying things, yeah. you do have to make a lot of creative decisions hmm. on which poses you're hitting, how clear are they, how you're getting between the poses. Right. Yeah. Is there something where, you're, are you watching it as you work, are you able to go and kind of see if the rhythm is there? If you're, are yeah, you, I, I would put some video reference beside and make sure I'm on beat and kind of, it's so tedious. <laughs> yeah. I feel, what's cool is, and what I've noticed from a lot interviewing a lot of like, uh, filmmakers in on the podcast is like most of us started out with Lego stop motion, like yeah. as kids, like yeah. we started out What for you, when did you start getting into, I mean, cr- being creative in general, um, but specifically stop motion? Um, I didn't get into stop motion until... Animation, sorry. Yeah. Um, stop motion was like in college when I first okay. tried it out. 
uh, when I was experimenting with college. <laughs> right, right, trying <laughs> things out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, as a kid, I was always super into behind the scenes movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this one show on, I don't know what channel it was on, it was called Movie Magic. And it was like a half hour show every week that would go behind the scenes of a movie. And they would show like monster makeup and like, you know, all the prosthetic yeah. stuff, like putting latex on actors right. and stuff. And I love that. So um, cool. that was super inspiring to me. Um, so you just the, randomly tripped on that or was like, yeah, was I your family into like my, movie magic stuff like that? Yeah. My brother and I were super okay. into movies. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, we still are, but right. yeah, together we'd watch that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that kind of really put me on the path. And then um, I was about 10 when, 10 or 11 when the matrix came out uh, right. that was a big one so like just that kind of cool effects yeah. stuff where like people were pushing what cameras could do like i was always really inspired by that right um so i remember like i my first digital camera that looked like a toy yeah <laughs> uh, when i was a teenager like i remember like building like out of connects or whatever those toys were like tra- were tracks so, so that i could do like bullet time and stuff with yeah. toys like I just loved experimenting with that kind of stuff. What were you were you just doing it to see it play back, or were you yeah. doing it with the intention of like up, like post showing your family or like you know what I mean like look what no, I mean? yeah I was never driven by showing people stuff or like um, you know being the center of attention. I always just loved the process right. of inventing things like you know with this digital camera having some toys I can make really cool stuff right. Um, so I was always more on that. What, what what else were you doing in school like at that time like were, were you into sports and all this stuff it seems so it's such a nerdy thing that we all get into this yeah right so yeah. It's, some people might not think it's that tight but then now you're just like well check I, out my I was Instagram. never into team stuff no no uh, I was being like martial arts as a kid it was always very um, like uh the word like individual sports right yeah that makes it's so interesting how that goes how like you know, you won't predict like what you're going to do when you're a kid. But if you look at it like now, like for you to do this work, um, and, and you're saying eight days by yourself, just sitting there, Zen <laughs> straight Zen. And like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're really focused. That's crazy that you've always kind of had that yeah. from, from early days. Yeah. It's always been about more about personal challenge than right. um, teamwork. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so when, when you, you know, you discover that camera and you start playing with it, are you, do you start taking any classes in school? Like in high school, did you have any classes that were around video cameras or anything like that? Or yeah, art? yeah, I was super lucky. I'm from a small town, um, in Northern Ontario. It's like a steel town. Um, so there wasn't mu- too much support for media, um, other than like the local news. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but my high school had, there's one teacher who brought like a media program to the high school where like every project was just like make a film, mm. do this camera test. Like, right. And then like the final exam of the year was like make your own personal project. And like throughout the year it was like pitch it, do like boards and all that kind of stuff. So uh, just having like one teacher like that probably changed the yeah. path. Yeah. Do you remember what that project was that you did? I did, um, I recently put it on my YouTube, it was like a computer animated short film. Really? Yeah. Was it, is it, how do you feel about it now? Watching it back? <laughs> it's pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the, what was the short film like about like computer There's animation? a slice of cheese in a fridge. Um, and he has, he like gets dropped in the bottom and climbs his way up the fridge. <laughs> when you come up with these ideas, like even from that age, it's like what the slice of cheese in a fridge does something, right? Like yeah. how are you? Like, how did the how does a vision for the piece come to you? I don't remember that one, um, but yeah, throughout my life, like 
it's weird where ideas come from. Yeah. It's, it's hard to pinpoint. Um, right. I'm more of the, like, when I'm taking a walk or I'm in the shower, that's like the best times for me <laughs> right. to think and come up with ideas. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of stuff has come from music as well. Mm. Um, like my uh, short film I made in college, it's called The Arctic Circle. Um, and that was complete, that came from a complete place of music. Really? Where I, would, I had this one like temp piece where I would just listen to endlessly, like lay down, shut my eyes and just like see the film come to life. Damn. before making it, yeah. And were you just storyboard and stuff like that? Did you start learning to do that? Yeah, that, that I studied animation in college. Okay. Um, so yeah, learning how to storyboard was a big part of that. So in high school, you have this one teacher, the teacher's kind of giving you opportunity to create, you're mm-hmm. testing it. Are people kind of gravitating towards it? Did you feel any of that like social acceptance of like, wow, this is cool. Look at Kevin's oh, making sure, Yeah, Yeah, so I made that uh, short film in high school. Um, and I submitted it to a uh, film festival in Toronto and it mm. got in and it won an award for like animation wow. or something. And for me, like a you know small town kid, uh, like my parents and I went to Toronto to go to the, cere- the awards thing. It was like yeah. a big theater and you know going on stage accepting this award. That was pretty big. That's insane. Yeah. Was it a ton of other filmmakers? Like were you getting exposed in that, just that show alone? I'm assuming that there's other filmmakers that were doing doc stuff yeah. or anything like that. Were you seeing any of that then? Or was it just, you were just kind of like, Oh, I'm here. This is what I'm doing. I'm moving on. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Cause that was a time before social media. Right. <laughs> so then connecting was like, you know, work in the room and shaking hands. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, I was still a high school kid back then. So I wasn't doing right. too much, uh, networking. So what was it that kind of made you gravitate towards going to college for animation? Um, yeah, it's hard to, remember when like what exactly pushed me into it but yeah. um in co- in high school i was always like super academic um and i was like i'm gonna be an architect that was the kind of like the path really? i was on and i don't know what happened but I, I applied to like all these architecture schools and i was like maybe i could do animation too <laughs> and like a pl- on yeah list. like applied to some animation schools <laughs> right. um and the weird thing was like i got into like all the architecture programs but like the animation school that I wanted to go to like they didn't let me in really so they yeah they said no to my application I was like call them out right now yeah I was like screw that I'm getting in um so I like I went to the arts college for like a general year the one that said no yeah and just to spend a year reworking on that portfolio to get in wow Um, oh so that's part of the submission process you had to show that you were already kind of in that world yeah you you had to submit a portfolio they would grade it um, and you need a certain score to like be accepted. That's in. insane. Yeah, so I spent a year reworking on that portfolio, getting in. So I think it was that them saying no to me and me being stubborn about it. Like, I was like, I was no, like you'll say yes. Yeah, not getting in. <laughs> so, so at the time when you first submitted and, and didn't get in, well, how many pieces would you say that you had on like your your reel at the time, like your resume, like what all just some stuff they, that you they, made? They had a list you had to do. Oh, you had to make stuff specifically for it. Yeah, it was like you know five figure drawings from life. Okay, um, draw this room from with perspectives, like things like that. Right. Um, and looking back on it, like I had zero training in that stuff, so yeah. no wonder I didn't get in. Right now, you know, I was competing against kids in uh, Toronto who like went to arts high schools, right? Or they spent four years working on that stuff. Of course, um, there's me, like my small town Swing. in my room, just like okay, I think this is what they yeah. want. What were you draw? I mean, I'm assuming architect, animation, all the stuff. You should. You're probably naturally good at drawing. Uh, in certain areas, yeah. yeah. Like, what um, would you gravitate towards draw, drawing? And I've always school? been super technical. 
um, so like like uh, pencil rendering mm. portraits, right? Like more realistic stuff, yeah. Um, like drawing buildings, sure. Um, yeah, more technical skills. Um, whereas in you know in animation, there were kids like on day one when I showed up to college who were like, you know, drawing feature level characters oh with God. like you know with appeal and like it's just pouring out of them yeah and me i'm there like you know a racing con like <laughs> just yeah. super struggle yeah i never ha- i never had like the gift for uh for drawing too much well so then what was it that you did during that year where you were kind of building your portfolio it's interesting because we just had another filmmaker on here that talked about the art of like creating spec work like yeah um and a lot of creators struggle with the idea of like creating things for free almost you're like creating stuff for yourself yeah. it's important because that can be seen in catapult your career obviously Mm. um so what was it what was some of the strategy that you went into for that whole year to learn and create better bodies of work um well the the year i attended before getting in the the year was specialized to only work on the portfolio so it was kind of just doing the same thing but with guidance from professors and professionals what do you think you learned there that kind of opened up your eyes or just everything (laughs) everything yeah so it's like like 101 into yeah i had no experience with like with uh, animation production that's so, crazy yeah, it's pretty eye opening so so you get accepted and through the college experience I mean how long is the program it was four years four years yeah. always doing animation yeah so what you know what did you start to feel like you were going to do with it like do, do they open up the opportunity for you to learn about job opportunities moving forward are you creating yeah. in a path is there this is where I started getting like businessy with it <laughs> is you're, it yeah you're in you're in class with like 150 kids in your year yeah and you're thinking you know i have to stand out and get a job at the end of this um so like how do i stand out from all these kids Mm -hmm. um so that's that's kind of what pushed me into stop motion because no one else was doing it really so i was like and i gravitate towards i was like i really enjoy doing this and no one else is doing it so i can be the stop motion guy right on graduation day (laughs) Yeah. You know, and that's my branding on when we graduate. Yeah, so smart. Yeah. So you started initiating that right away? Or like, with No, it was only about halfway through. Um, really? Yeah. Were they accepting of like, you know, they may give you a project and it's animation and w- were they open to letting stop motion be something that you turn in for your projects? Yeah, again, it was, <clears throat> it was like one professor who really pushed to have stop motion as a, you know, an elective class. Mm. Um, and there was a lot of like... Um, fighting back towards him being able to do that. Really? Yeah, like people were like, didn't want the class, they wanted other stuff, um, but he pushed for it, and yeah, and I, I just really took to it. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was his efforts to, to bring that there that, you know, put me on my path. So what were, what, what, when was it the time where you first uploaded something online and got a reaction? Was that during college? <clears throat> oh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, it must have been. No, I think it was after Oh, it was probably my grad film from college. What was that? The Arctic Circle one. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it's a stop motion short film. Um, How long is it? It's like three and a half minutes. Right. So that was like my thesis project mm. um, at the end of the college. Um, and I, yeah, I, you know, I put it in some film festivals, but I, I kind of saw the potential in just putting it online. Um, and yeah, back in then, like getting a Vimeo staff pick, what was it? Yeah, that yeah. was like a big deal. So. Yeah, Did like, you get it? Yeah, like video staff picked it. And I was like, <laughs> that's so crazy. And then next people started seeing it. So I'm like, okay, this is, a, you know, it's definitely a good path to distribution of anything I make. Was anyone reaching out to you about wanting to like hire you or anything from that? Or was it just kind of like a building like a fan base, people that admire your work? 
Yeah, it was more of just people seeing it online and liking it. Right. Um, but yeah, I got a job at an animation studio like right out of college. Because of that? Yeah, because of the film I made, yeah. So what was the job? It was working on like a kid's show, a computer, like a CG kid's show uh, in Toronto. Really? Yeah. So how big was your team? That was a studio with like maybe close to 100 people. Was this a struggle for you? Like coming into working in this team environment, <laughs> you know what I mean? Feeling like you like to not, be a loner? Not really, because it was just still my job to animate. Um, so, you know, I'd have my computer. They would say, you know, do this shot. The character needs to do this. I'd sit there all day making it happen. Right. Um, so, the, yeah, it's collaborative, but at the same time, you can kind of just zone out and get into your own work. What were some of the takeaways that you were getting from working in an environment like that? Like, it, it, it's team structured. You play a part in, you know, it's assembly line almost. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you really learn about how... You know, when you're an animator, it's not really about what you think or want. Right. It's about what, you know, the, the director has a vision. Mm. The char- Like, you know, there's a story to be told. And it's your job to carry all that with the performance that you're giving to the character. Um, so it's almost like, you know, you have an opinion on what you're doing, but it's not important, really. Yeah. <laughs> like you're serving the show or the whatever the product is you're making. What was some of the strategy would go into the day to like execute? Cause I'm sure you run into like a creative block some days, you know what I mean? They may ask you to do this. Yeah. Did, did you have any like struggles during that? It's not too bad because yeah, animation productions are really ironed out. Um, by the time you're animating, it's already been storyboarded. So there are rough poses to work from. Right. Like you really know what they want at that point. Huh. And you're just the person to like bring it to life. Right. Yeah. So, you're doing that for how long? How long was that job? That was a year. A year? Yeah. And wh- where? how do you transition out of that? So from there I went to, um, it, was, it was really crazy. I went to f- uh, feature work out in San Francisco, like a stop motion feature. Um, like a full feature? You're just, <laughs> yeah. And, and you're getting on at the very beginning of it? Yeah. And so that was a crazy way I got into that. Um, so I was working this job in Toronto and then I saw a job posting online for the studio in Toronto or in San Francisco. Okay. It was like the crew who made um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Whoa. Like they're starting up with Disney money to make a stop motion feature. Like it's like day one and they were looking for people to work on the story of the film. Hmm. Um, so they posted job openings for story people. And I was like, well, I want to animate on this, on this movie. So I just like grabbed the email, the contact email from the story position like sent out an email that morning and I was like, Hey, like you don't know me, but here's my film that I just made. I'd love to work on this movie from an animation standpoint. Yeah. What, the story writers were more like scripting is what they were searching for. Yeah. <laughs> and you just like, yeah, I was like, I don't, like, I don't care what you're looking for, but I want to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to do what I do. Yeah. So I was this. like, I'm going to shoehorn my way like into this company. Um, yeah. And within like a couple hours, like their coordinator got back to me. He's like, yeah, I've sent your stuff off to the animation supervisor. And then within like a few hours of that, like the animation supervisor, who's this like big time animator, like got back to me. He's like, I love your work. Let's chat. Like love to bring you out here. Holy shit. Um, and yeah, and like a couple weeks later, we like agreed on stuff and I was going to head out there. So you moved there basically for how long was that, that shoot? That, I was out there or, for a year and a half. It took, geez. well, the thing is, but we only did a couple scenes because Disney shut the movie down. Um, what? Yeah. They canceled it. So a year and a half in they canceled it? Yeah. You were working on it for a year and a half, creating a couple scenes, and then they canned it. Yeah, they shut it right down. <laughs> oh, my God. For people who don't know, I don't know. How long would it 
do you think these like how long do features usually generally take an all animated feature um how- for stop motion it's about two years of animation. two years whereas oh. a cg one you can do it in maybe like six months right yeah right well yeah with cg films you can duplicate all the assets right. you can bring in hundreds of animators and they can all work on it right whereas stop motion you have x number of puppets you've budgeted to build <sighs> um yeah so you can't copy and paste anything a year and a half they take it away yeah and this never came back this this was it's been done yeah it's, it's in the vault yeah how did how'd that feel I mean, I've, I've been there. I've I've had shoots where I've directed some big things, and then all of a sudden it gets shelved for whatever politics. And yeah. it's the you know for me it's a big struggle. Yeah, um, it was a good lesson to learn early on that yeah. you know in my career that nothing, you know, because they had signed at that point like a four picture deal wow. with Disney. So we were like, oh, we'll be here forever. And then no, they cancel it, and they're like, all the other films are being shut down. Like everyone has to go home. Man, and me as a Canadian, that like I had you know. X number of weeks to leave the country, right? Because um, my visa expired the day they shut it down. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, what? What was your thought process, or like, what was your plan? I don't remember being too stressed out about it. That's hilarious. Because I was pretty young, so <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, whatever. Like, I'll it's bounce, a job. I'll bounce back. Yeah, but I mean, at that time, it, 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 like, there were people there who had just moved their like three or, three or four kids from across the <sighs> world. And like, you know, they're doing school systems and all that stuff. And I was like, you know, my wife was with me at the time. We were like, okay, we'll just move back to Toronto. <laughs> this is, and you got married before that? No, we got married after. But after that, yeah. right. Okay. So, so you, you, everyone moved there, relocated is assuming that this is going to be like a 10 year project potentially. Yeah. Um, and dang, that's gotta be like, the, it's so <laughs> weird, but it's funny that it is that at that point you're so young that it's just kind of like, okay, more, there's more stuff to do. Mm-hmm. But what were you, like, you know, what was kind of the motivation while you were working there? Like, did you feel pressured working on this feature film, your first feature? Yeah, it was a lot of pressure. Um, Definitely learned a lot. Um, Like, one example was, so you have to do, as an animator, you have to, like, you know, perform yourself. Okay. um, And, like, kind of show the director what you're going to do with the animated performance. Um, And the director, I remember one shot I was working on, um... Like I was animating this kid. I did like a rehearsal of the shot. Okay. And the director was like, yeah, you're not feeling the performance. Um, and I'm in this like edit suite with him, my boss, like all the heads of the company. <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, just like sit on the floor and act it out for me. Um, you're like, I'm like, really? <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, sit on the floor and act it out. And I'm like, so I like get on the floor and I'm like <laughs> acting as a kid. And he's like, he's like, you're not feeling it. You're not feeling it. He's ta- it's like, you're, he's talking to you like an actor. Like yeah, a yeah. Real- and I'm like, Holy shit! <laughs> and there's all these bosses around me. Like it's a really intimidating situation. Yeah, to wh- get into, and no um, one else is talking. They're just letting the director like yeah, t- just command like, you to yeah, yeah. <laughs> get on the floor. So, yeah, so like you know, one of my first jobs experiencing that. Um, but did that make you really feel the character and bring it out? Did it work? Yeah, like it's a t- it's a terrifying situation to go through. But it like you know, it brings you out of your shell. And so yeah, like, that's moments like that have been crucial on my path to like you know performing on the internet and being comfortable. Oh, I'm in sure. In front of people, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, public community. It's like <laughs> yeah. the weirdest thing to deal with. It, and also, yeah. it makes sense, though, like to, to really feel a character. It's like you may have, you may, it may have came out the same way. You may have envisioned it that way. And when you express it to him, he might not be feeling that you know understand the energy. Yeah. But performance, and I've, in some of your BTS, like there's the one of the dude with the gun and you were like running around. Yeah. So it's like, 
did that become more common or is that like a is that a typical thing is that animators are yeah usually... animators usually act stuff out huh. um and yeah that whole idea of like feeling it like that's i s- still work with that today like when i'm performing in a video um like i pretty much know when i get it yeah like i can just there's something like there's a gut instinct it's right. like okay got it so and <laughs> it felt right that time yeah was it you know was there any other major moments from that that experience for that year and a half yeah um so I don't know how I got into this, but the director at the time, so he directed um, Nightmare Before Christmas. And uh, how you, were, you, were you looked up to Yeah, so, yeah. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Um, uh, and the he, for some reason, he wanted to block the whole movie in stop motion first before making it. Okay. Um, so I was tasked with that. So they would... <laughs> he liked you. Yeah. Dude. So they would build these miniature sets... Um, so they would do like ones out of cardboard. They would just build mock-ups of the sure. sets. And they would leave me with like a camera, like a lens kit, and like essentially doll versions of the puppets. And it would be, they would give me a scene of storyboards. And it was my job to like shoot the whole scene um, and pick like, and like work out where the camera would go. Really? So it was like directing school for a, a year. Like yeah. I did that. So I just, I made like a cardboard version of a feature film. Um, like so he could see it first and figure out if it was working or not and he would like come down and hang out and like show me stuff and that's so sick yeah so it was like a really unique experience um you felt like he liked you then like yeah yeah. they seemed to trust you was there a bunch of other people that were doing that or was it just you creating there's like maybe one or two more eventually but yeah i got to do quite a bit of it so you literally did that for the entire feature like you created the entire feature layout as as a mock or just maybe like a quarter or a third of it or something yeah Yeah. i got through quite a bit and then yeah i would take all my because i would just take a couple pictures per shot and like i would take it to like premiere and edit it all together wow yeah it's pretty wild well, I don't think it's an efficient way to make a movie at all, but it sounds really backwards, but yeah. it sounds like they have tons of money and time. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, when you're looking at a 10 year slot, you could just kind of do whatever you want. That's insane. So, so you do that and, and you're, I mean, through that director, you're, you're kind of learning a lot about composition and, and yeah. storytelling. Yeah. So that obviously transcends into what you move, you know, you slowly move forward, but did he, do you think that he saw the piece that you submitted when you emailed them and that kind of like, drew him to you as a creative yeah i'm guessing he saw it the like the person who would have seen my work was my my direct boss who was supervising animation um Mm -hmm. yeah he the director must have seen it at some point so cool so so it gets canned uh you have to go back to canada um what do you do because did you want to stay in america were you trying to keep working here or um my goal was just to like get another job yeah um so there's a studio in portland called leica Okay. that I eventually worked at. Right. Um, and they had heard all of us were getting fired. Um, so they they kind of like extended the olive Come branch to everyone Yeah. Um, and took in a lot of people who had got fired. And what kind of work were they doing? Um, so yeah, Leica did Coraline, mm. Paranorman, um, like stop motion features. Yeah. Um, and then I joined in during, uh, so I worked there for five years. Um, so the, the turnover is like a couple months. So I left San Francisco, moved back to Toronto for like, two or three months and back out to the west coast of portland right um and i was there for five years working on three movies damn that's amazing so yeah. in the in the middle time while you're back in canada are you feeling like confident that you have another job coming or was this kind of a pressing yeah, I think moment for you i had i had that lined up in portland like before i left san francisco oh well, yeah. shit yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah so so you go and take five years that's a long time yeah 
what you know what was the process like for that is it is it similar to that first year and a half is it kind of um they had they had ironed out the process so i was kind of strictly animation uh out of that company is it hard is it like i feel like you know there's so much that relies on getting things done in a timely fashion but at the same time it does take time like yeah. do you ever run into an issue where producers are pressing you to get um, oh, yeah. edits immediately yeah what, how do you deal with that yeah they have people running around checking in on you like what frame you're on yeah you you, you essentially you kind of get to own your time um like say you had a five second shot to do right it's going to take x number of days so you're thinking, okay, I have to do so many frames per day. Mm. Um, this section might be a bit more difficult. So I'll, you know, you, you manage how many frames you think you can do per day. Right. And just kind of promise them you'll have it done <laughs> by those yeah. five days or whatever it is. What programs are you using for this? Like, what's the common animation program that uh, Stop motion is, it's called Dragon Frame. Okay. It's kind of the in- industry standard for uh, stop motion. And that's what you were using on the films? Yeah. Nice. Um, so during the five years, you're working for this company um were you considering working for yourself like creating your own freelance lane yeah um and that's something i'd been doing the whole time while i was working in toronto and san francisco really um i was making projects uh for friends um i did a few music videos for some friends um and kind of experienced some success online with those Hmm. um so i did one like right out of college i did one in in my bedroom in Toronto, like an animated really uh, project. Yeah, um, this is it, for a music video. Yeah, and it made like quite a splash online. For who was the artist? Uh, my friend, his name's Kale Matz, and just like a independent, independent. Artist. Yeah, cool. Um, and it was like a uh, a rotating Earth stop motion with like a bunch of characters telling like the history of time. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I've seen this. Um, and it was and that was a great experience. I put it online as, you know, like his name, the name of the song. Right. And like one of the band members like uploaded it to YouTube and just called it like stop motion history of the world. <laughs> and it pulled in like hundreds of thousands oh of views. God. And I was like, okay, like he branded it yeah. in a different way. Like it, it's so dependent on like how you pitch the project to the internet. Mm. Um, so there's a lot to learn from that. And that was, so what year was that? Like how early in the that YouTube That was like 2011. Was 2011. Okay. So it's like that is starting to become kind of common as like this clickbait titling, like yeah. trying to find the proper way to like dress up your video so yeah. someone wants to click it. Yeah. So and then I also yeah. remember, um, so as, and I was kind of just starting to like dabble in Reddit. Okay. And like how to like you know how do you self promote on Reddit? Right. Yeah. Without self promoting. Right. Yeah. Um, like don't. Yeah. And I remember like trying to get that music video to take off on Reddit, um, and it like didn't quite work. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I made that, that film in college. Why don't I try to put that on Reddit? So I uploaded, or like I put my stop motion thesis film on Reddit and I titled it like, oh, I spent a year making this like stop motion. Like, and I, you know, pitched how hard I worked on yeah. it. And it took off on Reddit and brought in like hundreds of thousands oh of views God. on Vimeo. Um, so yeah, as far back as like 2010, 2011, I've really been <laughs> fine tuning yeah. how, how to present a video online to make sure it takes off or is successful. Well, when it does take off, what is what what do you do with that? Like how did you start, you know, to if if you got them to go to from A to B, now what do you do after they get to B? Like how did you start looking at like, oh, I can take this audience in and this could help 
grow my platform. My platform allows me to do back then. It wasn't quite platforms. It was just like just views. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting stuff seen. Did anyone care about that? Like getting jobs or anything like that? Did they care? Like, Hey, I did this and it got a lot of views. Do people appreciate that in terms of hiring you? Yeah. Um, no, it was more just like meeting cool people. Right. Like by the time I was in San Francisco, like people were reaching out to me that they had seen projects of mine. Um, they wanted to like meet up and collaborate. Like, uh, like creators. Yeah. Who are some of the people you would link up at the time that got you excited? Because I'm assuming this is like cool for you, right? Like you're, yeah. if you were looking up to these people or, and someone's reaching out to you, like that's gotta be pretty like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, there were, there were like a couple of people on the Twitter video team, like things like that. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So at what point did you start working with brands? Because I imagine you didn't have a lot of time during that f- the five year stint working no, with film. No, the brand stuff is pretty recent. Recent? Um, I didn't really take the like the internet stuff seriously until like the end days of vine right <laughs> like once we all saw people on vine making tons of money you know pitching pro- yeah. Like products yeah it's like all right that's a real thing now totally um so i was like dabbling into the vine stuff and then i mean only the last like three or four years i started doing like the the product based stuff right the advertising so vine happens and at this time are you still with that company yeah so did you start messing with it at all creating for vine at all or yeah that's what i was doing on like weekends and nights when i was free time yeah so are you exhausted and also how does your girl handle this (laughs) if you i'm assuming you look work long days at the office come home you want to just grind harder she's super happy that it's like a nine to five now and not yeah at nights and weekends yeah your current (laughs) schedule is set up this way yeah yeah. all right that's good that's a hard (laughs) discipline you know um but But i've always been like that like i'll just work endlessly until I'm told to stop. Yeah, I yeah. believe it. I know. I, I And it's like you just want to see the end product, especially in some of these things that could take like 24 hours. You should split into two, but you just want to knock it out in one yeah. whole session. Yeah. Is it Vine comes out and that's your first platform that you really start tr- trying to like create for to grow yeah. a platform or was it YouTube? But I, yeah, it was Vine, but okay. I was like super late to the game. Yeah. Um, well, I had people in like I knew people involved in Vine um because when Twitter was acquiring it, they were like, oh, you know, like insiders, like, hey, you should really be on this platform. Yeah. But this was like January 2013, like wow. the day it launched, they right. were like, yeah, you should be on this. And I just like, eh. Right, I don't got And time. then like, yeah, and then like tw- end of 2015, I was like, yeah, maybe I should get on Vine. Right. <laughs> As yeah. if like secret, like. Everyone's just. Everyone knows it's dying on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and everyone at that point was already pushing their people from Vine to other channels, right? Yeah. So you came onto Vine and started creating there. Did you see success? Yeah, I did one. Uh, it was like this this teenage wizard bit that I did hmm. uh, where like a wizard was making his bed. Yeah. Um, and he's like sassy about it and like being lazy about it. <laughs> and I did visual effects to like have the bed make right. itself up magically. Um, and that one took off. Because the, the beauty of it is everyone's resharing this. Like, yeah. That's what was so cool about Vine. It's getting amplified. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that one took off quite a bit. It was all over like Reddit and the internet. Um, like news sites were sharing it. Isn't that insane? Yeah. And it like, you know, it took me a couple hours to make in my apartment. <laughs> I was like, so that contrast between, you know, day job is two years working endlessly. Yeah. And then eventually the movie comes out versus like something I make in a few hours and the whole internet sees it. <laughs> Literally. Like, yeah. Yeah. I remember watching It's it. so satisfying. Like, yeah, satisfying contrast. Well, and it's 
it's funny. I remember um, an interview that I heard with Casey Neistat, and he was talking about how he had spent so much time uh, with HBO early on in his career. Yeah, he, he made show. this whole film or a show and and produced all this stuff. But he's like, it took years. And then I made my one YouTube video. I could upload it, have instant reaction, gratification, yeah. no yeah. one on my shoulders. There's like uh, the beauty in that is amazing if someone can fit the mold, right? Yeah. So as you start doing that, does that pique your interest to kind of like leave the company you were working with? Maybe not at that point. Well, really? the, the the seeds were probably planted. Yeah. <laughs> but never did I think I could like, you know, quit the job and do it full time. Just because you hadn't made any income. Yeah, off no of income, f- no audience. Right. Um, yeah, and I didn't really start getting into Instagram until like the end of 2016 or something like that. Okay, so that's a couple um, of years. Yeah. So Vine starts to die out. Did you, how many, did you have like, how many, a lot of followers at no, that like point? No, like 9,000 or something. Really? That's it? Even though <laughs> yeah, it went yeah. super wild like that? Yeah. That's interesting. Because I think at that time, like some of the content, I just saw Complex posted you yesterday. Oh, cool. The ball thing? You didn't see that? No. Oh, because oh, uh, Instagram featured it uh, oh, two okay. days so ago. They did like a big feature, which was crazy. That's sick. Yeah. So sick. It's been really good for growth over the last uh, yeah, two days. Yeah, I believe yeah. that. Yeah, well, I saw them like they reposted it and, and the, the, the um, what is it, like the mirage of you holding a ball? Yeah, the ping pong ball. Yeah, the ping pong yeah. ball and then you pull it back and see. Yeah, that was a huge one. Yeah, and, and people, you shared that out and I feel like that content was like what... Uh, Zach King? Yeah. Zach King and uh, VFX. Uh, there was like two dudes that were on Vine that would run it like that where they would make content in that vein and it was always these like little camera tricks yeah. and that stuff kills the internet. People yeah. love seeing that yeah. and you do it so well and your personality is really funny because you just seem so like, oop, it happened. Yeah, I, I very much film it like dude in his living room. Like yeah. I, I don't want to look professional really right <laughs> i want it to look like i'm just like i just put my phone up and yeah something quick yeah. it's so good but so okay cool so vine whatever doesn't really pop off for you um like everyone else was yeah. and I, I did get a few deals on vine did you yeah some small stuff yeah what was like one of your first deals that you got um oh there was like a hulu show i did something for really yeah they wanted some like magic stuff and then i did some stuff with Right before Vine shut down, I did stuff with Microsoft for their uh, HoloLens. Oh, that's cool. Thing, yeah. So that's for you to create and put on Vine. Yeah. To, to just as a brand deal. Yeah. What well, did was that the money at the time like minute? It, yeah, but, yeah. I think honestly, I think the Microsoft thing was free. Really? They just gave me, they gave me the the thing the HoloLens thing, which was pretty sweet. And they like flew me out to LA for a day. Um, yeah. Did that start to pique your interest? Oh, yeah, like, for, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Because, yeah, because I was saying to my wife, like, oh, you know, it's happening. <laughs> 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 At least I'm getting free stuff now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that, that, that does pique an interest. And then you take it from there to what platform you know as you, you continue to work on the films are the films coming out at this time too yeah so yay yeah they're coming out that's great yeah so um, I, I worked on uh the box trolls kubo and the two strings and then uh missing link and how did, how are they doing like as they came out were they are you uh, super proud and yeah they're yeah great films um like box, box office were okay okay not not like billion dollar right <laughs> films yeah yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, they released. And yeah. It's a similar feeling that's out to the public. Public, yeah. Scene. Like those films are uh, super proud to work on. Like they're very artistic. Um, you know, they're not like 
you know, it's not stupid fart jokes. <laughs> right, right, like that right. Yet. So it comes out and then as, as that progresses, you continue to do it. Are you looking like in your mindset? Are you thinking, I just want to continue to do features or are you starting to feel like, oh, cool, I got a couple free things and there's the internet and people are starting to make these platforms. I yeah. should go that way. Yeah, always in the back of my head, I was like, you know, it'd be great to do whatever I want all day and yeah. <laughs> make my own videos. Um, and then, yeah, so I just kept building an audience. Um, and then, yeah, about the end of 2016, I started taking Instagram pretty seriously um, and using my, um, you know, kind of stop motion status to like, you know, build an audience um so i was sharing a lot of behind the scenes stuff from those movies right um and like essentially like writing blog posts on instagram hmm. like telling people how i was approaching animating all that so a lot of stop motion animators were l- looking up to that and getting a lot of info from me so you feel like that was kind of your first audience was stop motion animators? yeah that was the play um was to like be an expert <laughs> right like, to present myself on instagram as like a stop motion expert that you could get information from so you know some of the strategy is blog posting almost like creating like in-depth descriptions yeah yeah like every post i was writing the most you could put like yeah. in the description you were know? you sharing the behind like i know how you'll do like split screens and things like that but yeah were you sharing that too yeah it was like stuff of me like there's there's been a popular one. I, I i animated this like dragon creature yeah. it's insane um, on kubo so that that shot of me the time lapsing of me animating people really like that how long did that, that take to do that movie the animation of just the dragon oh that that was that, that was like 12 frames a day for that thing like half a second in a day <laughs> oh my god it's so intense yeah that's so intense and is it do you see instant like growth from it when you start sharing this out or were you trying to get featured on pages like other instagram pages what yeah was, trying was, to get a lot of features um yeah the growth was i don't remember what really made it take off there's been like some big shares throughout um, my Instagram career. Right. Um, Does it feel uh, weird saying that coming from such a traditional background? Then you transition to this full digital land. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't know how to like describe what I do. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. The the audience came pretty quick, like with a few thousand here and there, and then right. there were some like shares on Nine Gag and stuff where it brought in like tens of thousands. And then what are you, how are you starting to leverage this as it grows? Um, I'm not sure. Like I just kept at it. But um, you're still working your full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. Still working the full-time job. So they overlap for a good couple years. Um, and then, yeah, I got some good brand deals. Um, and then as I was wrapping up a movie in Portland, my wife and I decided, okay, if we, you know, I can only work so hard at the day job and then the hours after work and the weekend doing the Instagram stuff. Like if I want to make it happen on Instagram, I have to dive in full time. Right. So we kind of like hatched a plan to like wrap the movie in Portland, move our life back to Toronto and uh, see if I can do it full time. And your wife for everyone to understand, she's uh, she films too. She's a filmmaker. Yeah. So she's doing her own production thing as well at the same time with you and helping you out with your content. Yeah, she was running her own production company in Portland. Right. So it made sense. It's super helpful because she was like operating the cameras for my stuff. Yeah. So you guys moved back and the the strategy was what? Did you like move home or did you guys get a spot in Portland or? Yeah, we moved like back to her parents' place for a couple months and then got our own place eventually. And then it's the place that you have. Is that where you're at right now? Yeah. So was it like I need a space for my studio 
Like, how, what's your yeah, space there's, like? Yeah, there's no space. We have like a little office, and then um, I film all my Star Wars stuff in like our guest room. Really? Yeah. Um, I'll just like push the bed to the side and have like three feet of space. <laughs> Still today, that's what that's. The well, I just did some big projects where I like dismantled the guest bed and like <laughs> threw the mattress up against the wall. But it's still the guest room. Yeah, people still come through and yeah, stay like there. my parents are coming for the holidays. Like I just had to make the bed like build it back up. That's crazy. Get the gear down. Yeah. So that seems it's it's so interesting because it's it's just your brain and yeah. your skill set of what it is but it doesn't require like a, a lot of gear it does seems i mean maybe i don't know i'm getting there i just i just treated myself just to see stands yeah <laughs> yeah and that's been a game changer has it i don't have like flimsy light stands right and stuff up yeah. yeah everything's a little bit more sturdy that's so funny so you, now yeah now i'm getting budgets on projects where i'm like i'll take a little bit from every gig and like buy some new stuff right yeah so when you were first starting to get the brand deals how did you deal with that how did you like negotiate your your deals because it's like how do you know what what's crazy it's like this stuff's such good marketed content right mm-hmm. for if coca-cola comes to you tomorrow and wants to do something it's like they're used to going to these like insane agencies and spending like millions of dollars to have them do these things yeah but now all these creators are so talented and i don't think everyone understands the value of it yet quite yet right yeah so early on I, yeah because i see it? it as a win-win because you know if coke comes to someone like me they can probably spend like a tenth of their budget absolutely that they would do for a full-time commercial right so it's a win for them and then i get paid to make whatever i want so it's right. a win for me yeah um did you but, have to consult with anyone when you first started did you try reaching out like how to deal with it or did you just kind of why when i did the my first vine that blew up like back in 2015 i had an agency reach out to me because of that mm. Um, and I looked into them and I signed with them as an agency. Oh, wow. So they've like everything that's come my way since that first one. Wow. I've, they've repped you since I've then? run through them. Yeah. That's so they've like so negotiated on my behalf. And yeah. Like, is it hard to like let that go or is that just kind of how it's? No, been? I love it. Cause yeah. brands will come to me and I'll tag my agent in. He'll negotiate. And then I kind of just step out <laughs> and then I pop back and win the contracts. For right. <laughs> Which is a that, great thing. Yeah. Be- Cause I have like, I can't, doing emails and paperwork stuff like i just want nothing to do with it. <laughs> like just let me make my videos <laughs> yeah, right, right right and then that way you, at least you know someone that you believe is and you're confident in is taking care of everything that needs to happen in the background i know yeah it helps a lot to just be able to set set the bar at like your value and you don't have to it's also weird to like have to deal with that directly i'm such a bad negotiator and like yeah I've, i'm awful at it so right. i'm really happy that someone can do it for me huh that's interesting. When 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 you're pulling out projects and you're starting to design for these brands, do you feel more stressed than normal when you're creating something for yourself, or do you feel that they're allowing you to be you? They're coming to you to be you. Yeah, I I definitely have developed some confidence in that. It's that you know they're coming to me because of what I make. Mm. So, um, you know, I hope they're trusting me to make what I make. Yeah. Um, I can I can see pretty early on if they're gonna take it in a bad direction <laughs> right and i won't tackle the project right if they're too specific about what they want or they want something like i've never done before like if it does if it doesn't make sense to work with each other um i probably just won't take it on early on were you taking i mean obviously as you bundle into this freelance world were you taking jobs that may have been borderline that but you were doing it just because yeah. like trying to fund yourself in a, in a, like a bunch of them have fallen through halfway into the project really um, yeah, there's been some hiccups along the way and like lessons learned. How do you deal with that? 
like how, how how do you handle those those situations because i'm sure someone comes up you're like yeah this doesn't make sense anymore or yeah um let's move on <laughs> just be honest yeah. like i gotta go is yeah. as, as a i mean it starts to grow you start doing more behind the scenes content the yeah. channel starts growing you're literally almost at a million followers which is sick but like as your channel bubbles you created your youtube channel platform as well yeah and that has a ungodly amount of views on the channel there like, yeah the views are insane on the youtube channel I just looked at it, but I want to look at 90 million, 91 million <laughs> views. Yeah. Is that not like insane to you? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. How, what, why did you start the YouTube channel? Who pushed you into doing that? That was, that was part of figuring out how to, when I, when I moved back to Toronto, I was like, okay, how do I be successful at this? Yeah. Yeah. Cause when my wife moved, when me and my wife moved back to Toronto, we we're like, okay, how do I turn this into a full-time job? Mm. Like I'm posting on Instagram, but it doesn't pay the bills. Right. Um, so part of that was, and this is kind of like wrong turns I've made. Um, when I got back to Toronto, I was like, okay, how are people successful online? Well, they're influencers. So they're a personality. They sell t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> they do all this stuff. So I was like, okay, that's what I have to do. Um, so part of that was like starting this YouTube channel um, and making these like 50 ways performance videos mm. and the plan when I got back I was like okay I'm gonna make these I'm gonna turn this into like a branding thing I'm right. gonna make like a one of these performance videos every week I'm gonna sell t-shirts that say like 50 ways yeah and all this and like within like a couple of months I was like I hate this so much <laughs> <laughs> just because were those the only videos you were making or were you sharing like the full pieces of those were the only ones yeah I, I kind of committed myself to like one every week and they're, they're performing like crazy. Like they're yeah. doing really well. But I was like, I'm getting so tired of this like so early 50 on. 50 versions of something. Like, yeah, that's a lot I enjoy making them, but I didn't like be, like forcing <clears throat> myself to do too many of them. Right. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of took a hard look at what I was doing. And I was like, it, I slowly realized that there's so many different ways to be successful online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to be like, you know, the face of it and like selling merch and all that stuff. Right. Um, so at that point I was like, I'm like, screw all that. I'm going to operate more like a creative studio, mm. um, doing more animation. Um, and like if brands want to hire me to make stuff where I'm not even attached to it, you'll never know I made it. Right. Like I'm happy to do that too. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like changed course and focused more on that. And that's when like the success started happening. <laughs> right. That's yeah. interesting. It's when I really settled into like what I was good at that, you know, the but, start I, working but I feel like you still are a part of your a lot of the content like you find an interesting way to every now and then sprinkle is that still important to you is like every once in a while I'll be part of the video like um, yeah I still like being in stuff um, but I, I still just want to do it my own way right yeah but that's interesting that it, that it changed that way it's the 50 ways thing when you came up with this strategy right so you move home and it's interesting because you got it's like you had a solid plan like yeah. you looked at it and really outlined a plan before you started right yeah how did you go about coming up with these ideas were you studying other channels like were there other channels that you were inspired by on instagram or youtube or anything like that that you were looking at like okay they're doing this maybe if i pull from here 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 yeah i think it was just looking at you know what you think is a, a successful channel hmm. um yeah just that impression of like a typical influencer or right youtube creator um but it's it's once you start digging into like the niches of like youtube that you really see there's like no set way to do it yeah um yeah there's so many different ways you can 
be successful at it. So if you if you drop like a travel vlog on your channel, do you do you feel like it would just perform okay versus Yeah, that that'd probably be pointless for me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's so crazy. What up creators? I want to remind you about our community at jointhehomies.com. The homies are the squad of legends who support what we do here at Black Window Cream so we can continue to build this platform into the best educational space for content creators on earth. And in return for that support, we give you a bunch of sick perks all month long, like access to our live stream tutorials and hangouts, bonus podcast episodes, and so much more. Check us out at jointhehomies.com. Let's go. Yeah, big inspiration. Uh, my friend Andy has a, he has like animated flip books. Okay. Like the paper ones. Yeah. Um, and he worked with me in Portland. Um, and we would talk about the social media stuff. And at the job. Yeah, and he started up his YouTube channel and within like months, he's at like two and a half, three million subscribers. Oh my God. And like some of his videos are pulling like a hundred million views. <laughs> like he just hits the algorithm perfectly. Um, just doing the, the, the flip books. Yeah, and a lot of it is just 10 minutes of like time-lapse of him drawing. Wow. And like flipping what came out of it. Like that's it. <laughs> and a little bit of voice work on top. That's so crazy. Um, but yeah, he doesn't have to like overperform or like be a character or like yeah. know, anything like that. Like you can just be an artist and do something really well. So as you transition and you start kind of focusing, all right, um, I'm going to take myself out of this as often. How, how many weeks in a row did you do the 50 ways? Because you said you did one every week? Yeah, it was like for three or four months. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, you, you and it's hard because it's like, yeah, they're pulling in like, like the worst performing one was like half a million views. There's like, really? Yeah. So they're, yeah, it's quite a, like the, I did one of like getting into a pool. It's like, you know, 10 million views. Like, yeah, you don't want to stop. I like, know. That's working, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you're like, I can't do this anymore. But yeah. it's only a few months. Like, it's one of the, it was one of those situations where it's like, yeah, this is working, and I could do this for a while. But like, it it's like soul sucking. Yeah. <laughs> in a did way. you did, did did that like each one that would do all these views? Because what's interesting to me is like you see videos that have a lot of views, but that doesn't necessarily transcend into subscribers. Even on our podcast, like people come in and listen to the podcast, but it yeah. doesn't always equal they come over and subscribe to the channel to continue listening to the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, you're getting, you get 10 million views on a video. How, would you see a lot of people come and gravitate towards your channel to like, I think so to it? Yeah. Cause I, I took it from like zero to <clears throat> like a couple hundred thousand quickly. Yeah. Through that. Yeah. And, and, is it now was your strategy like I'll still do those every once in a while um yeah I'm not like I've eased off of them but I'll I'll probably still make some more in the future if I if an idea really strikes me it's cool because it seems like that's like a treat for your fans that were there from the jump yeah you know what I mean yeah but still has the play on everyone wants to see someone do something 50 different ways we're still interested you know what I mean yeah that, what's that tv show 100 ways to die you remember that I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, pretty morbid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but every, everyone loved it because it was like, well, I want to know. And then yeah. just builds this interesting tear in your mind. So you switch you start, you start, switch from doing that, but then that kind of allows you to be you and create your type of content. So, like, the cake video doesn't – you don't see you in it. Yeah. And is that what you're talking about, like, being able to create things like that that are just really interesting looking? Yeah. And, and, but those are still designed to, like, perform <coughs> really well. It's, like, hitting that oddly satisfying – um, niche. Yeah. So I, I did it with the fruit, right? The fruit slicing one yeah. I did, um, like that, that exploded on Instagram, mm. um, and brought in a lot of traffic and followers. Um, and yeah, that was just me like <laughs> slicing fruit. <laughs> how do you come up with that? Like, how did you come <laughs> up with the fruit idea? 
It started with, I did it with chocolate first. Um, Cause I, yeah, I was tired of the 50 ways stuff. So when 2019 hit, I was like, okay, I got to figure out something. Right. I was like, okay, I'll like, I'll hit holidays or like big marks throughout the year. So that was a Valentine's day one. Mm. Um, and I pitched it to my wife. I'm like, Valentine's coming up. I think I'm going to like slice some chocolate. <laughs> She's like, get on the floor and show me what you mean. <laughs> yeah. You're not feeling it. Yeah, you're not feeling it. And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about or what that means. <laughs> like, sli- all right. She's like slicing chocolate. All right, do whatever you want. Like, um, I was like, no, I think it'll really work. She's like, I still don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I spent like a week. Um, I got, went and got some like Valentine's chocolates and I like, yeah, sliced it and moved it along. So you see like the inside of it, like changing, changing. And that yeah. was on like a green screen sort of. Yeah. Setup. I did it on green screen. Yeah. So when you're doing that, do you have to in post realign it every way? Yeah. There's a lot of like, uh, post-production stuff where I'll like square things up and right. make it look a bit tighter. Um, so I made that and yeah, people responded really well to it. Um, and it's just, that's like, that's complete eye candy. It's just like, you know, frame one, you know what you're getting. Yeah. This isn't going to change. It's right. just the same thing the entire video, but you can just enjoy watching it. Um, and the first people I showed that to, they like looped it like four or five times. They didn't realize it and they were just like really into it. I was like, you know, like the video's over. And they're like, hey, yeah, one second. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to keep watching yeah. this game to go away. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that, that's like where I, I mean, it's funny because Vine was these six second, like get everything in in six seconds yeah. and then it left and it became, let's do everything we have a minute to do it on Instagram, you know what I mean? And now the ability to create, and I, I've discovered that through like shooting with Beyonce and stuff, it's like little short moments resonate really well just yeah. to kind of establish a setting and then you're out and then yeah. it can repeat and you can just indulge in it for as long as you want to, you know, and then move yeah. on. Yeah. But with the people having such short attention spans, you know what I mean? It, it kind of is a win-win for you because you can make something that takes you days plays in seconds and results in you know tons and tons of people sharing or having just an incredible interest in it yeah 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 with content like that you you have to frame one you have to get at it Hmm. um like i see people post videos and it's like the video starts and they'll wait and then get into it i'm like no like cut that right cut it out like yeah let's go straight you should be halfway through like the action on right. frame one. <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah. so so you did that fruit one and and how long did it take you to make that video the fruit one was like a week a week yeah <laughs> and this is this is you're now free freelance at this point yeah okay so was that a partnership with anyone no that was just on my own yeah and how many of how many of your personal projects did you do before you like partner with a brand on your own Instagram um I I had been doing uh brand work that whole time okay yeah it it really yeah so I got back in Toronto like March of 2018 right and then about September October I was like I'm failing at this like no one's coming to me um I'd done a few projects with brands but not making enough yeah and I was like ready to quit. I was like, I was Googling like what other careers oh, no. <laughs> I could do. Oh God. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, like October, November of last year, like it just started flooding in. And I did like eight or nine brand deals within like a few months, um, like right after that point, that low point. Yeah, but the, uh, immediately the way they're positioning you and putting like money in your pocket, you feel confident now, like this is something that you yeah. should. But also it's like, are, are when they make these deals with you, is it solely for you to post on your Instagram, them to post on their Instagram? It's kind of half and half. Yeah. Um, 
which is it's super beneficial to me because I don't have to rely on them wanting to advertise on my channel. And that's kind of what I was saying with being a creative agency, like operating that way. Yeah. If they want to come to me and I make a video for them and then they play it at their resort or right, their right, company, right, 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 like right. that's that's super cool. I'm into that. Ha- have any of your pieces gone like a national television or anything like that? Do you see it on ads on Hulu or? It's such uh, good. that That's what oh, I, I did. At I it. did a Disney one. Yeah. Um, last year. It was like part of a campaign. Yeah. What campaign? I worked with them last year too. What was it called? Um, now more than ever. That yeah. one. Yeah. Nice. Neff. You know those guys? Or no. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Neff. Yeah. Yellow yeah. shoes is a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I worked, I worked with them at, uh, yeah. With Epcot. We shot together. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause I remember they, they had, I had come in to re-edit some piece for them or whatever. And okay. they sent me come through and edit it. And there was a bunch of different creators that I submit. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I was involved in that one. Yeah. Um, so, so you start working with these brands and, and is this, you know I mean? Like what, what do people at back home think about this? Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like the growth and the, the chaos and the views and all this stuff. Yeah. It's funny. People like when I go home, you know, to my hometown, I'll talk to family and the, like the first thing they always ask, they're like, yeah, you're doing really well. Like, so how, like, how do you make money at this? <laughs> how, how do people pay you? Yeah. <laughs> Wire transaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much the, the, that's the main question I get. Yeah. No one really understands how you can make money at it. I, it's so funny because it's like, uh, it's just such a new lane. You know what I mean? That it, it's such a struggle to get, successful in you know what I mean yeah. I think it takes time to do it and I think a lot of people will go to your channel and just assume you did this in the last year and a half but this has a part of since the first project you've uploaded yeah plays a part in yeah like I was saying and back in 2010 2011 I was putting out these videos and starting to really understand how to present them what works to like like just the text you put on it to pitch it the right. title you give it so it's been like 10 years of experimenting and figuring out what works I, how much would you contribute like your personal work playing a part in the like the paid success like the paid work that's come like to me I it's important to like kind of outline your career success plays a huge part on all of those unpaid yeah now working jobs I'd say like a hundred percent right um so I very much know like what works what brands want to see um so last year I did like I animated a coke can okay just like just jumping around doing a little dance like a worm and stuff yeah because i was like you know i i've seen people like slide cans around for animation but no one's like bringing it to life so i want to do it better than anyone else so i just did that as like a spec project on my own um and you know it looks really clean it's colorful and i've like brands have pitched to me and i see that as like one of the examples in the pitch deck really yeah and like like and coke didn't pay me to make that like it's just my own thing but just doing spec work like that that I know brands will want to see mm. um, has been pretty big. When when you what's the actual process like? Like, what are some of your favorite tools that you use when you're animating? Like, I I saw like for the um, Elf on the Shelf, you had like this little thing that like clamps to the the desk. Yeah, is that like a typical tool that? A lot yeah, of that's like use? a that's a rig. A rig. Um, yeah, so it just supports the the puppet. How, is it? Have you had? times where you've gotten really really far and something you messed something up or you realized you were off by a little bit and you have to oh yeah for sure um it's actually my last shot at like a um the yeah the very last shot before i left and moved back to toronto i was doing like a 
it was like a 30 second shot or something like a, it's a pretty big monster of a shot for stop motion. Right. Um, and I got like 90% of the way through it and I was like fighting the clock. Cause I'd like, I'd end, <laughs> I'd like end at Friday and like move back to Toronto. Right. right. Um, and yeah, like 90% through the shot and I'm just like animating the puppet. It feels good. And then like, I just feel the spine, like the metal just kind of melts away and breaks. Oh my <laughs> and then God. And the puppet just like boom, oh, falls over shit. limp. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> so stuff like that. Then you have to like delicately take it off the set, rip open the back and like surgery metal back together. <laughs> like you get, knew how to deal with that. No, there's a crew who oh, handled wow. it, but I'd like oversee it, man. Um, and then you have to like get it back on set. I remember that one took me eight hours of flipping back and forth to get the puppet back into the exact position just for, to get the next, to continue, to get it back to the same spot. So then I could continue working. Oh my God. It was like yeah, eight hours of flipping. and mean like, okay, this hair was over here. Uh, this finger was here. That's <laughs> and then, so then you crazy. move it and the whole thing racks and you're like, okay, I gotta start it over. And like, can you do overlays? <sighs> like, can you do like a, like lower, like 50% opacity? And yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Is that helpful or no? I, I've never used that in stop motion. No. I, I much prefer to like flip. Yeah. Um, so you'll go like back two frames, forward two frames, right. back two frames. Cause then you can like see the movement. Yeah. Whereas like onion skinning, um, which is like the layering, um, that's, that's just like graphic. Sure. Yeah, you don't really see the, the movement. So when you're doing it, are you, is there a program that you're using that's ingesting the media right away? Like as your camera, are you taking the Yeah, program? that's dragon frame. Oh, so you so do it's it right like, into the it's li- live feedback. It's essentially a software that just captures frames. Right. Um, and lets you play them back. So your process is you move the puppet, yeah, hit something on your computer, yeah, it's taking the photo, yeah. and you're walking back, yeah, a million times, over and over, yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know then, if there was like a trigger. When you're doing characters, it's this rhythm of you're like, yeah, you walk up, you like move the hips, yeah, and then you like get the spine, get the head, get the arms, get the legs, and work through the entire body, yeah. <sighs> Man, it's so complicated. Like, yeah. it's so tedious. It, it definitely takes a, someone with a personality, like a specific personality to be able to do Yeah, this. I've always, like, people always say, oh, you must be so patient. Um, but I, I've always looked at it as, like, I just enjoy problem solving. Mm. It's like a puzzle to me, animating. Mm. Right. You know, you have this vision in your head of what the performance is, and you're just, like, figuring out the puzzle of how to bring it to life. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's frustrating, but yeah, I can imagine. I'm not, I'm not saying it's easy, right? Do what, what when do you, I when I was doing that dragon thing on Kubo, um, there was there was days where I had like this is so ridiculous, but I had like apple boxes set up with like this really thick foam, okay. and I would like put a board across, and it was just there so I could turn around and punch through it, <laughs> <laughs> and like like have like satisfyingly break something to get my anger out with foam on top yeah super ninja yeah <laughs> that goes back to like what did you say you did jujitsu or something early on yeah martial arts yeah, martial arts yeah. so I had to bring that back yeah yeah so many people have like thrown things and like it's yeah, uh, god I know. like imagine like yeah you spend like an hour getting a pose just right and then you turn and you're like you knock something over and yeah it's physical space there's no undo like, right just <laughs> God, I know that's, that's what happens to me all the time. And it's just me trying to get out of the bed without waking up my girlfriend and I knock off my Apple watch or something. And it just yeah. like wakes everybody up. My cat runs and yeah. just 
Well, yeah, imagine doing that, but like millions yeah, of dollars. Millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. So, so now, like, as things are moving, your your channel is growing. You, I mean, like the Listerine campaign was so cool too. Even though, like the the way the mouth opened, I thought that yeah. was so dope. Like, Thank you. Man. But with that, how are, how do you? I'm assuming they're reaching out to you. Yeah. You're, have you contacted any brands yet to work with them? Has that been something you, your agency's done for you? I don't think so. You? I think they've all come to me, yeah. So when they come to you, how, like for this Listerine, let's just talk about that one. Yeah. How did that come to be for you, like as far as like, hey, we just want to collaborate with you. What would you do with a Listerine bottle? Yeah, they reached out. I did a couple of videos first for them last year. Okay. Um, some simpler things. Um, and then they came back for this new campaign over the summer. And that was the one with the kind of cartoony stuff. But what did they, what was kind of like their direction for it? That was, what was the product for that one? A big, yeah, yeah it was Listerine. Yeah, yeah. But they had the, the, the first one they were like these tabs and then I did like the, oh, okay. the different products. But yeah, that was Listerine. Um, yeah, and they just had like their, their pitch deck of like, you know, this is the messaging we want to get across. This is the product we want featured. So then do you come back with them at them with like, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. It, yeah, I'll be more silhouetted and the bottle will be here. And then yeah. this one. how yeah. do you pitch What's the best way or practice that you found to like pitch to it? Cause it's so uh, hard to understand. I usually Photoshop images together. Okay. Um, so I did like a couple of beat boards of exactly what I was picturing. Right. The more I can get out, the earlier is just the better, like better for everyone. Do you feel like that works best or do you prefer like clients if you can communicate on the phone with them, like just to walk them through your idea or is it just easier to like put it on? Uh, I think images are way better. Yeah. yeah. Cause most of the stuff I do, if I try to explain it, yeah, they're not going to get it. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did you learn that in school using decks or when did, yeah. Um, maybe not decks, but just pitching ideas. Um, Cause like a lot of art direction on animated projects, they'll do like, um, you know, inspiration right. sketches or, um, stuff like that. If someone's getting started right now in the early stages of they've kind of, they have the skill set in animation, mm-hmm. um, but they're lacking the ability to reach out to a client. Obviously you're not really reaching out to clients, but you've worked with them enough to understand like what they're interested in or what they like about working with you. Yeah. What would you suggest to someone that's trying to, you know, build a relationship with a new client. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. I guess, it, I guess that's usually between your agency, but creatively yeah. what, like, have you, has there been anything that you've learned that? Yeah. Usually you just want to give them something that you know, they'll like, um, like, yeah, I, de- I never really go too extreme with my concepts or ideas. Like I want to, I want them to see my video and be like, that's us. Right. Like that's our brand. Mm. Um, and like an example of that is like even getting down to like color correction. Yeah. Like when I'm in the final project and the pitch stuff, like every time I put out a thing for a brand, I'll go to their website and grab the images that are already on their homepage and I'll like put it side by side with my work and I'll color correct it to, to match so that the blue in my stuff looks like their blue. Right. The reds look like their reds. Like even down to that level, you want yours, you want whatever you're pitching them or giving them to feel like, it's part of their world. And, I mean, yeah, the, like it always seems to match that, which is crazy. Is it just that's you doing all the color correction, all posts, everything you do is you by yourself? Yeah. Have you ever thought about like working with teams like on it's, these projects? It feels like it's starting to tip into that point. Yeah. Like I'm getting a bit overwhelmed right now trying to juggle everything. Right. 
um, yeah, I haven't quite figured out how to approach that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like you're in a good position being like from this, I'm going to approach it as an agency. Yeah. Agencies mean that they're coming to you because they believe in you. And if you believe in this person who may not have the clout that you have, yeah. but is capable, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be great to have a team. I think the next step is finding a space to work in. Yeah. Cause I, I can't really bring anyone in right now to like work out of my they guest could sit room. On, they could sit on that bed. <laughs> yeah. They could sit on the bed. <laughs> yeah. The guest bed. It's a queen. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is it, is cost of living up there fairly expensive or how yeah, Toronto is super expensive. Is it yeah. compared to like LA? I guess you've never it's been. probably like on par. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe getting a space is difficult. Do you see yourself staying there? Yeah, we'll stay in Toronto. You will. That's yeah. the, that's the plan. Your family lives there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. You do anything for the holidays? Uh, yeah. My parents are coming to Toronto. Yeah. I love the holidays. Now when we were in Portland, we'd have to like trek across the country every year, but now we're like based in Toronto. Yeah. And so like people come to us now and I don't have to travel or anything. It's great. Did, did the rain, and it rains all the time in Portland, right? It's mm-hmm. Seattle. Portland. Portland, Portland, yeah. Portland gets it too. Did yeah, they were like bug me? three, four weeks straight of just pouring rain. Do you like gravitate towards that? No, I don't like that at all. You don't? I much prefer like the cold winters of, really? of Toronto. Yeah. Huh. I grew up in Northern Ontario where it's like six feet of snow every year. Yeah. 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 I can deal with that. Right. That's interesting. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I know I want to get you and you got a lot of stuff to do today, but it's just so crazy to see like the development and then the way you create is so interesting, but you still plug yourself in like you just on the carpet. You know, yeah. I mean? you just like rolling around on the carpet, like still yeah. just it's so simple, but so unique. You know yeah. what I mean? And a lot, a-, a lot of what I do, like just me animating myself, like a lot of my motivation is people have done this, but I think I could do it slightly better. Right. Or like, I think I can get a bit more crazy in attempting this. Yeah. Like a couple of things that I've put out with the, either the cake slicing or the fruit, like, you know, uh, Mr. Beast on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, like, can I be like the Mr. Beast of animation? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Says, you know, he'd like kill, like live in a pool for or, a day or yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, can I push myself, you know, further than other people have? So what's like strategy for that? Like, how, how do you feel like you're going to do it? It's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, cause that's the thing no, that's and like the thing, like the cake video didn't perform that well. Um, but I spent like three weeks doing it. So really? that was a good lesson and like spent a little too much time on that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, like sometimes I have to simplify, like I did a pumpkin one over Halloween that took maybe a week. Okay. Like, start to finish and performed super well. Yeah. Um, so it's like finding that sweet spot of how much work you want to put in. Right. Yeah, because that's that's the interesting part about it. It's like it's hard. It's not like you can do a new video every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't say you'll set yourself. Set, you will set yourself up for failure. I can't yeah. talk. Um, and that's been a part of um, like this last handful of months. I've really um, told myself like I'm just going to explore how I can manage my time, what videos work, what don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the videos I'm putting out on YouTube. I'm letting myself explore what's the format, what, you know, how do I make the, how do I make the shoots as efficient as possible? Right. So just giving yourself that time to grow and figure things out. Yeah. Super helpful. And I, I could see the team coming into play here too, because if you have someone that can help you do the minute things that take the most time, yeah. but you could spend more time on creative. Yeah. And that helped. I got my, my wife's a great editor. So I got her to, um, well, she wanted to, she, she did like the base edit of that, uh, 
my most recent YouTube video. Oh, really? Like she just did the full build of it, and then I just went in at the end and like massaged the edits. So helpful. <laughs> yeah, that, it'll continue it saved to grow. Me like three days. Uh, yeah. Of course, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um. All right. Before I let you go, I we do. I, I know I, it was like uh, last minute that I posted this, but I wanted we have like our, our community to ask you a couple questions. I got a couple. Oh, cool. Um. <clears throat> Choking. Uh, neutral P. He says, when you started in visual effects for the first, very first time, was there an ultimate goal or an inspiration that kept you wanting to learn more? Because that shit is hard as fuck. That's what <laughs> he says. Was there any inspiration that made you want to learn more? I, I mean, we talked a little bit about the TV show at the time and things like that, but as you continue to grow, and I'm interested to know now, it's like in the space that you're in, is there someone else that, that's out there doing similar work to you? Um... Yeah, there's kind of like us video magic guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't have any direct inspiration, but like my visual effects skills are super basic. Um, like 99% of what I do with like the magic trick stuff is yeah. just masking. Okay. Like I don't know how to do any <clears throat> any CG stuff. Right. Like, yeah, I don't, I can mask, but that's about it. Right, right. So I don't even see my skills as that great. Um, mm. It's just more of, like if you have the right idea, like the ping pong ball one, that's just hundreds of layers of masking. Right. Like there's no, there's nothing complicated about it. Yeah. But it's just a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm super inspired by, I'd say magicians. Mm. Um, like if I can build a video the way a magician builds a card trick that you would perform in front of you, like that's, I'm more focused on that than the actual technical skills yeah. of editing. I love that. Yeah. Um, Let's see, Nick says top three stop motion movies go. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Um, yeah, I got to go with Nightmare Before Christmas. That's super inspiring. That's so crazy to like that you got to work with that team though. Yeah, like what what an and part of that was when I was saying like as a kid I'd watch uh, Movie Magic that show. Yeah, they also ran like a half hour special um, on the making of Nightmare Before Christmas. Wow. And everyone in that special was all the people I worked with in San Francisco. So it was like 15 years later, I was like part of that crew. <laughs> Did you ever tell them that? I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, man, I know all about you guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So, yeah, Nightmare. Um, oh, I'm really bad at this. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox is super cool. Okay. That's just like a different direction. Right. Um, Oh, and I really like um, like the adventures of Sinbad from like the sixties and seventies. They're not they're not fully stop motion. Yeah, but it's like the Harryhausen <clears throat> stuff. Oh, um, he did like the big creatures. Oh, cool! Uh, like like they'd mix live action with like fighting beasts, and right. stop motion beasts. So I watched a lot of that stuff as a kid. I love watching the the uh, it's like a clay animation for for holiday. Um, with Rudolph. Rudolph, yeah, yeah, the Rankin Bass. So stuff, iconic. Yeah. Who directed that? Do you know or who made that? They made it. I think they made it out in Japan. Really? Yeah, it's it's such a classic. Like, and this the thing about that, and like the work in the '60s and '70s, like up until the '90s, really. Um, like those people didn't have, they they couldn't review their animation. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? They just had like a 16 millimeter. They you know move an object on a table, like stand back click the frame and then it's gone yeah you don't know where anything was oh my god so you just had to like keep it in your head right god damn like, there's no way to remember physical space no <laughs> it's it's ridiculous like you would never be able to yeah pose super I, I yeah can't. it's like go stand like if i told you to go stand across the room and pose 
and then come over here and now go back in the exact same position. How? No, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, Jay Guy said, uh, how do you deal with having setbacks and needing to deal with them while also letting yourself be creative? Is there any routines that help you stop worrying about the stress? I think so, yeah. Um, I just kind of let things pass. Um, like if a video fails or like doesn't perform well or you know a job falls through, I just like, yeah, just I've, I learn from it. What can I do better next time? Um, yeah, I've been pretty good at not letting things bug me too much. Right. Yeah. You seem very forward focused. Yeah. What uh? What do you got planned for you know moving forward into twenty twenty? A new decade, by the way. Someone <laughs> said that to me the other day. I was like, God damn. Yeah, the twenties. The twenties. The roaring twenties yeah. are back. <laughs> Crazy, right? Um. Yeah. I don't know. I just I'm just <laughs> taking it like one project at a time. Right. Yeah. Um. I have some cool ideas for formats that I want to work within. I won't talk about yet, but formats meaning like what? What's that mean? Just like ways I'm going to approach Instagram. And oh, cool. Like structure my work. Yeah. Right. So is it, did Instagram reach out to you for that feature? Did they tell you, did you know you were going to get featured before yeah. that to send them a That's content? been like ongoing for months. Yeah. We, we chat with that like back in the summer. So cool. And I thought, I thought they just ghosted me. And then the other day they were like, Hey, the, yeah, the feature scheduled for next week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Like, All right, cool. Yeah. That's great. Uh, did you, did you see a big spike from that then? Yeah. That's the last two days have been like, I think like nearly 50,000 oh people God. on Instagram. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just that's wild. An, yeah, it's a nice boost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you feel in those moments when you do see a boost like that that you have to drop something in the time of people being new to your channel, your your uh, not channel, your kind platform? of. But I, I like I wouldn't rush anything. Yeah, I have had some. I have uh, at least one branded thing. I'm gonna post tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I was waiting on approval, and we were emailing them like, hey. Right. If you want a nice boost today, like I'm getting a lot of traffic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, we didn't get it in time, but uh, nice. Yeah, we pitched it that way. Um, yeah. All right. Well, damn, dude. Uh, there's so much to discuss. I feel like it's a uh, such a complicated, tedious piece, and uh, uh, I don't know. You you do such a good job at this. It's kind of mind-boggling. But <laughs> shout to Cash <laughs> Bunny for looping me in with you. She was yeah. pointing me towards you. Needed me. I don't know. When you, you said you leave Sunday, I wish you could meet her. You guys would do some really cool stuff together. Yeah, her work is amazing. Yeah, if you yeah VFX people, and I've got a couple in my pocket I could loop you in with that would help mm-hmm. you out. But you seem to have a good hold on <laughs> yeah. knowing everybody in this game. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, before we end this, I always have my guests pick. I tell everyone to go to your Instagram, and they're going to tag me at Ben Rovers World, and then they're going to put this hashtag that you're going to pick, and then that way you and I both know that whenever they listen to it, they're going to drop this on your feed, and then we know that they listen to the entire thing. What do you want it to be? The hashtag? Yes, it could be anything you want. Let's do what can I is one frame at a time. Ooh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> one frame at a time. That's hard. <laughs> nah, dude, that's solid. That was quick, too. Usually everyone takes forever to come up with an idea. It's like the most stunning question I've ever asked. Yeah. Um, cool, man. Well, I appreciate it. If you do you want them to check you out, follow your YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff, we'll put links to that. But yeah. anything else you want them to pay attention to? No. That's that. All right. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, man. Cool.